Today, today, well, this this ostensible topic, the United States of corruption, double standard justice for the crooks, doesn't even come close to explaining the level of of contamination that we have to deal with. None. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's. We're starting a little early today. I've got some business to do. Two hundred and ninety-two days until the election. 292 days until the election. Just think about this one. And I don't even know where to start. I just did a, a video for the for the private channel, and I I had to, like, slow down. I was all over the place. Found an article from the Epstein days that uh, says that uh, one of the FBI agents testified that she uh came upon a safe or something that had CDs and pictures and things and blah 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 and while her search warrant did not allow for this did not allow for the particular inspection of it they did not have the um ability to enter the safe so therefore they came back later to it after a couple of days they they should have secured it while they got an emergency search warrant for that they waited a couple of days. It came back up. Oh, it was gone. And nobody follows up. See, that's the thing. Nobody, it, it's, nobody cares. So we have corruption, but nobody follows up. I mean, there were some people on, online. You know, I've been screaming about the tapes some from or the recordings tapes from the beginning. And I think that was the most important and critical note. But nobody's ever brought that up. So, so yes, we do have... We do have corruption. And yes, we do have these horrible, horrible, horrible uh, cases before us. But we have a, a world that doesn't do anything. We have a world that doesn't follow up. Nobody seems to care about this. That's the problem. And and why should anybody care if they know after a couple of days, this stuff just goes away? It just, we just forget it. It doesn't matter. We're too busy doing other stuff. Does that make sense to you? We're just too busy. We got other stuff to do. Leave me alone. We're busy. Okay? So anyway, dear friends, I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of things to remind you of. First and foremost, I am... I have to stop writing down in preparation for February 3rd at... The cutting room. Oh, 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 you didn't know about that? Oh, that's right. February 3rd, I returned to New York City's cutting room, fabled and famed cutting room. Did you know that? I don't know why you didn't, but it's true. I'm going to be there. And here is the, I'll put it right there for you. This is the uh, the link for you to attend and to go and to, hang on a minute, there we go. I see this one right there. And there we go. And that is the link right there for you to go and to, to get tickets and to be there. As we discuss stuff, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start, but let me see if I can figure a way out. First, how, where do you start your investigation? Always go foreign first and move in. Ultimately, what happens here is the least important. I know that may sound uh, kind of counterintuitive, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. Always go elsewhere. What's happening in the world 
first. And this is something which Americans are in particular not keen on figuring out because we never think about that. We never think about that. We don't care about the world. Let me tell you, and let me explain yet again some things which I think are fascinating. And this is something involving the world of war. And what is happening in Israel and happening in Palestine and happening with everyone else. War has been defined as active conflict. And that has claimed more than a thousand lives. Did you know that? Chris Hedges has a very interesting quote. Active conflict that has claimed more than a thousand lives. It's a very interesting concept, the idea of what, it's like, what, what is a serial killer, you know, versus a mass murderer? And when is a murderer a serial killer? But what is war? This is the most interesting thing. And these are determinations. You, you, you have to have this. Adjusting the threshold of war. There's wonderful uh, 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 arguments about, uh, and de- de- definitions of what, what war is. So, listen to some of these fan, these figures are incredible. Have we ever known peace? It has been reflected in, in the past 3,400 years, according to Chris Hedges and others, in, in a very interesting article entitled, What Every Person Should Know About War, from 2003. At least 108 million people were killed in wars in the 20th century. 108 million. Estimates for the total number of people killed in wars throughout all of human history are between 150 million to 1 billion. Of the 3,400 years, humans have been entirely at peace for 268 of them, or just 8% of recorded history. War has several other effects on population, including decreasing the birth rate by taking men away from their wives. The reduced birth rate during World War II is estimated to have caused a population deficit of more than 20 million people. How many people around the world serve in the military? The combined armed forces of the world have 21 million people. China has the largest with 2.4 million. America is second with 1.4. India, North Korea, by the way, a million and Russia with 900,000. Of the world's 20 largest militaries, 14 are in developing nations. So the notion is we are born, we are by virtue of who we are, we are constantly at war. And this may be problematic, you may not like this, but humans are born to kill. That's what we do. That's who we are. It's, It's more than just being bellicose. We are pathological. It's in our nature. It's who we are. And we can't get away from it. You see, that's one of the things that I would have done had I defended or been a, quote, defender represented Israel. I would have said war, if you look at something, is something that is a part of the human condition. When we dropped two atom bombs, did anybody say, was this necessary? Was this proportional? Whenever, during World War II, there's there is the, the notion of war. Whenever people all of a sudden say, you know, this is unnecessary. And granted, war is unnecessary, but it's a part of the human existence. It may sound crazy, but if you look at it, you'll say like, well, you know, Gaza's tough, but 
Maybe that's just what we do. Maybe that's just... This will absolutely just... And, and there's this move, there's this other movement, Silicon Valley, academia, uh, all of the, uh, the uh, um, Ivy Leagues about anti-Semitism. And they're conflating, and I'm, and I'm not saying anti-Semitism doesn't exist, obviously, but they're conflating thoughts that people have regarding this war and anti-Semitism. It's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. It doesn't, I, I, I don't know what the word is. It doesn't make any sense. The two have, do you think this is about Jews? And do you think, do you think that this statement is made about Judaism and Abraham and Talmudic? No. Maybe for somebody. So that, that's one thing which is so huge. What's Trump going to do about this? How is he going to handle this? Next, I I I don't know how to tell you this, but what is what are people talking about Nikki Haley for? What difference does this make? Am I missing something? Can you please explain this? What does Nikki Haley have to do with anything? What? What 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 dear God? I don't even understand. I'm I'm looking, for example, of all this, of what people are talking about, and they just simply. I don't know what the word. Here we go, Miranda Devine. I just looked at this. New York Post firing back at Hunter Biden's BS games as drama over his congressional subpoena drags on. Miranda Devine is a is a is a writer. She's with the Post and Fox, and she's just, and she absolutely positively has no earthly idea as to what is relevant. No one cares about Hunter Biden, but this is all she has, and she she publishes thing called the Laptop from Hell, and nobody cares. Here's one for you. Unhinged hospital greeter, 27, slapped with attempted murder. This is a stabbing. Listen to this. This kills me. No pun intended. The suspect in the stabbing spree across Queens has been slapped with attempted murder and assault charges with, for the violent attacks. Germaine Rigueur, say de Rigueur, who reportedly laughed in one victim's face after slashing them, was charged late, whatever. This was a, a 27-year-old greeter at Woodhull Hospital in Brooklyn. A stabber. He's just a, he's walking around stabbing people. I'm going to change the subject. I'm going to bring this to your attention, and I'm going to try my best to remind you of the following. In order for us to deal with people who are exceedingly dangerous, it is critical for us, even more critical, it is more critical for us to recognize the fact that we cannot use simple techniques to deal with this. But there is going to have to be something which is 
frankly borderlines on borderlines borderlines on brutal. I've given this an idea. I've, I've, I've thought about this. For the longest time, I always thought of myself as a civil libertarian. I thought of myself as being a wise person who never gave in to feelings of, you know, anger. And I, I wasn't one of these Archie Bunker types. And I always thought, you know, I'm just, I'm just a bit of the criminal justice system and know what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And I've come to the realization. I've come to the realization that sometimes there are things that have to be done that seem brutal, but actually are very beneficial. Think of them as, as forms of amputation. Okay. And that it is time for us to have to shock the system by showing a, a, an organized, a structured, a controlled brutality that gets the point across that this is not the country to do things in. And by the way, that goes for kind of like countries as well. Don't try anything with us because you'll pay the price. Which, believe it or not, is sort of one of the themes, I think, of the of the uh, Israeli response. It was to teach Hamas, ostensibly, don't do this, ostensibly. Others would say that's pretextual. That doesn't matter because the response has been completely disproportionate and blah, 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 blah. Okay. It is important for, I think, Trump to recognize the fact that we have gotten so soft where we actually had Democrats say defund the police that now we need to recognize a reacquaintance with the fact that it's time to get tough again and brutal regarding law and order. That simple. That simple, dear friends. That simple. Nothing more than that. That is a consideration which I want to bring to your attention. Next, I told you a long time ago that one of my favorite in the old days, one of my favorite, the, the only radio shows I ever listened to every single day, every single day without a, without missing, was I loved Alex Jones in the, I'd say, oh God, 20 plus years ago. Never heard anything like it. Was very, very impressed also with his skills as a broadcaster. To be able to sit there and, and say what he did for as long as he did, it's just, uh, it, 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 it was so great. It's so great to hear him then. Then he had some problems, of course, with these um, thoughts regarding um, shootings and the like. And I, I don't care what anybody says. If you don't believe that something happened, if you are of the opinion that uh, we never landed on the moon, that JFK is alive, that shootings never took place, that crime never took place, if you, through your own opinion, your own frame of reference, believe that something is not true, you have every, 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 every right in the world to understand specifically any incredulity you have, and you may say it. 
Period. End of discussion. Okay? Absolutely. You have absolutely. Cannot say it enough. Cannot put it into words enough. I can't say it. So anyway, aside from that, he came along and he said some things. And he still is back, thanks to Elon Musk, and is reacquainting folks in terms of some stories which I think are most interesting. This is something, and by the way, he he, he cites others. This is SHTFP, uh, shite hits the fan planet. American Psychological Association seeks federal funding for censorship. The American Psychological Association is going all in for a new PSYOP campaign. This is what he says. That's centered around censorship. The association is asking for federal funding for the ruling class to help stop misinformation. This is one of the most important things in the world, the weaponization of and and and, and the 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 uh, mainstreaming of censorship by calling it something else, by calling it um, uh, misinformation. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's something which I cannot put into words. It makes complete and total sense. This is this is the most important. This how this is what is so critical. And the thing about it, though, is that what are we talking about? We're talking about Nikki Haley. We're talking about Nikki Haley. We're talking about things that don't matter. Just as an example, I have to stop myself because I'm thinking we're not talking about this. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about this. What what happens is the corruption of our country works. As follows. We have a group of people who don't know what's going on. We have a group of people who don't care. People who don't read, don't pay attention. And they, they're, nothing really gets them. And it seems like whatever the reaction systems that we normally have have been turned off in these people, they just don't seem to understand. They don't appreciate stuff. Nothing bothers them. I mean, they say they get upset, but not really. There are some people who do, <clears throat> and sometimes people get too upset, and some people get, you know, whatever. But what's interesting? And yet, they seem to be looking for something. They find it in religion. They find it in the occult. They they find it somewhere. They want there to be order. They want there to be control. But they don't want to lift any fingers. They don't want to read about it. They don't want to pay attention. And they just want things that kind of sort of be attended to without them paying any attention to the real heavy lifting, if that makes any sense. We have a three-day attention span, a three-day. And that's it. Americans don't vote. Americans do not like anything that is not complex or that is complex. Excuse me. They don't enjoy any of that stuff. They just don't. They just don't do it. So how am I supposed to explain this now? Right now, as we speak, which is even more critical, as we speak, there are people talking about how there was a complete and total misinformation. Uh, a, I think it was deliberate, obviously, regarding Collins and Fauci regarding COVID. Alex, in 2010, 2014, basically took very do- various documents and not, not predicted it, but said, this is going to happen. 
And we knew this was happening exactly as is. It's the most incredible story in the world. I, 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 I. Right now, as we speak, Davos is going on. And these are people that nobody grasps the importance of about what happens. Let me explain something to you. When you put people together who are like-minded, stuff happens that would not normally happen usually. Let me explain. Um, Imagine a, a mental hospital with one person. Just one person. There he is. He's crazy. There he is. And pretty soon he might be screaming, yell, but he, or he might just put two crazy people together. Now, all of a sudden, it's almost like a symbiosis of insanity. They play off each other. They, they work with and towards each other. Then you get three. Then they feed. There's a reason why you want people to be together. Why do you think churches want people to meet en masse? Why do you think you want to have celebrations of faith? Why do you think? Why is it important to bring people together? Why? So it could be, they, they call it this public affirmation of faith. Uh, they call it because of this, uh, this, this collective joined. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, theoretically, Laurie Cuck knows. Laurie says, hey, I count. you damn right, LK. Thank you so much. Something happens when people get together. They start feeding off each other. And it's important. It's a very important thing. Look at some of you great people. You feed off fellow travelers and thinkers, and that's sort of what happens. So that when the Davos group, group get group, get interesting concept, when they get together, that's when you want to listen. Because the real thinkers, the one who want to, who, who, the people, there's you go, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Bless your heart, Brett. Thank you. Lori Cook says, so we can conspire. Yes. You see, Lori, the word conspiracy and conspire, conspirare, or this to breathe together. The idea is that you're breathing together. Respiration, expiration, conspiration. Breathing with. That's the notion of a conspiracy. And what people understand is that a conspiracy, this is what is missed constantly. The law hates the confederation almost as much as what you're conspiring to do. Not only do we hate murderers and murder, we hate the organizations that are formed when murderers meet. Remember, the conspiracy is a separate charge because we don't like the Confederation. We don't like that organization. <clears throat> it's separate and distinct. So we get together when you go to these Davos places and they start talking and they start meeting and they feed each other. And you have the wannabes who say, listen, I'm your guy because the bottom line is simply this. Nobody will say it. We are here to control the world. We are the brightest, the most brilliant, 
the most powerful. And we are here to control the world. And what they do is they want you to, they will tell you this in public, in front of everybody. They talk about ecocide. They talk about, about uh, uh, this, this goes back to, to Bentham and Malthus and Malthusian, you know, uh, this, there's nothing new to this. And we've known this for the longest time. But most Americans don't. They have no sense of what this is. And if you listen to Davos, it's incredible. Do you know years ago <clears throat> when we used to, when Bilderberg started, Bilderberg, there was this, what is his name, Tucker? Uh, he was this guy, what was his name? Oh, Jim Tucker. Remember Jim Tucker? He was the doyen of Bilderberg hunters. This was a guy who met with Alex years ago, Jim Tucker. He uh, he talked about Bilderberg before anybody else. And people said, you're crazy with this Bilderberg. You're crazy. You're a lunatic. You don't know what's going on. You don't understand. You don't grasp this. You don't, you don't see this. You don't understand this. And and they said to him, You're you're crazy. They said, No, there's a group called Bilderberg. Remember this? And Jim Tucker and Alex would go. Laurie says, We love we all have circles of influence. Well, that's a <clears throat> that that's a way of saying it. But they would go to these places and he would say, Listen, we found out where they would be very secret where the next Bilderberg was going to be. One of them was Chantilly. Remember the Chantilly, Virginia? This is the one where I think where, didn't Obama show up? Anyway, they were on a plane purportedly, all of these uh, reporters and the like, and then they were shuttled off and here comes Obama. Anyway, make a long story short. So later on, they said, we have another place. We know that these people are coming in. And what they did was Bilderbergers would come into a, to a hotel. They would take these folks who were actually there, who were, it was a resort or it was a club or a big hotel. They would kick everybody out to make room for these people. Why they didn't just not cancel, I don't know. But anyway, but people were, they were reported that we were asked to leave. And then lo and behold, all of a sudden people start showing up with their own private security detail. People from around the world, people from different countries, people from places that were not here, of course. And you had Americans who would be meeting and doing kind of sort of business on behalf of the country, which is a violation of the Logan Act. Well, to make a long story short, this went on and they said, well, there he goes again. And Jim Tucker and Alex would be at the corners and they'd say, oh, look, here's Henry Kissinger. I remember, here's George Pataki. Here's, look, all these people are driving in and they're looking and they were, yeah. And Alex, of course, had a bullhorn and yelled, Bilderberg, you know, New World Order and kind of act like a damn fool, but he was right. And they continue to say, there's no such thing as Bilderberg. We don't know what you're talking about. Shut up with this Bilderberg. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Until, what do you think happened? That's right. They had their own website. They said, yeah, there's a Bilderberg group. Yeah. This is how many times we've met. This is where we've met. This is our history. So what's the big deal? All of a sudden, just like that. Was Alex vindicated? Yes. Anybody mention it? No. Now it's no big deal. Now it's G7, Davos, Bilderberg, Mont Pelerin. Mont Pelerin is, is where the uh, the uh, Mises folks meet. 
Think about what I'm saying. Now, again, he was right. And when I'm telling you that you've got to have emergency food prepared, something in, in the event of something going wrong, I'm right. And you know I'm right. 2024, as I have stated and predicted, will be contentious, scary, and promises to blow your mind. It'll make 2023 look like a walk in the park because the folks who run the show live for chaos and instability and panic, your panic. Now, many of our problems could be solved overnight, but you know, that defeats the purpose. Destabilization and chaos, that's the name of the game. Now, if you can handle the truth, and I know you can, you need to visit my website, preparewithlionel.com. Write this down, preparewithlionel.com. You'll get $200 off a much-needed and absolute best-selling three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Now, listen carefully. This is the country's largest preparedness company. My Patriot Supply is your fighting chance at survival. And I don't use that word lightly, survival. Sealed inside six water-resistant buckets, these delicious meals, 22 varieties of tasty breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, you name it, last up to 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories per day. And we're talking 120 pounds of food. Eat right in emergencies with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. At this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. Think about this. This is critical. So visit preparewithlionel.com right now. Order by 3 p.m., for free same-day shipping. Prepare right now at preparewithlionel.com. One more time, go to preparewithlionel.com before chaos ensues. I was watching something this morning um, regarding, I think, one of the most courageous people ever, and that's Max Blumenthal. I mean, what he is doing and how he is directly sticking his thumb in the eye of some very dangerous people is incredible. And I was thinking to myself, I hope he's, I hope he's careful. And I hope nobody is stupid enough to do anything to harm or hurt or, or um, in any way. But then I thought, you know what? It's funny how that works. One of the things which is interesting about that is that sometimes when people are, when, when, when sometimes when people speak, and they are allowed to speak, it almost diffuses the importance, whereas martyrdom, which of course we never want to occur, is something which is the most fascinating. I always thought Alex Jones had better be careful because in the event somehow he is dispatched, it would almost give credence to what he was saying, which sort of makes sense, but it's always, it's it's just, it's a very, very fascinating issue. He will get the Nobel Prize one day. Remember, Nobel Peace Prize. Laurie says, new play. Cat Williams and Michael Jackson used to call Chris Rock Christmas. That was his pet name, right? Yep. He did it. Listen to the, listen, go back and listen to the uh, Cat Williams. I don't know where, it's interesting to see the follow-up with with Cat and uh, Shannon Sharp in that interview. Also about, about this proliferation of black men in in uh, the light, wearing uh, um, dresses and having this penchant for dressing like women. I don't know what that's about. That was one of the most important 
When I tell people this, is say, well, of course you know nothing about it. Cat Williams on Shannon Sharp, it went through the roof. And then there was Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. And then there was Jason Whitlock and um, Stephen A. Smith. And what happened was these very powerful, very smart, very strong black men and entertainers exposed what we've been saying for the longest time. And they represent this group of people, which is so critical and so fascinating. And I can't say this enough. I can't say it enough. Let me tell you something. This is, you know, and I know that it's great to, to observe this. We know what's happening. We know all of the intermachinations, but the rest of the world doesn't. And it doesn't, no, we can say this, we can bring this to people's attention, but we are still a very exclusive club saying things that very few people are talking about. And even folks who are, quote, of the folks on the internet, the ones who, who claim to be the, you know, the conservative voices, speakers, uh, you know, probiotic and all the other guys, they're good, but we want to go to that next level, which I find to be the most interesting, and that has virtually no audience whatsoever. In fact, it has such a small audience. What I want to talk about, it comes across to many people as being bizarre. Everything we knew about COVID turns out to be true. Everything we knew about Wuhan turned out to be true. Everything. We knew this. Everything we've been talking about geoengineering is true. It's, 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 it's already there online. We knew this to be true. I don't know. One day, maybe people will get into it. I don't know if they're interested. But in breaking apart some aspects of the official account of the 9-11 narrative, that will blow your mind. Again, it doesn't really say who's involved in what, but things that you have been just nodding your head about, that didn't happen. So that's what I like. And I recognize the fact, and I'm going to tell myself that I'm kind of wasting my time if I think we're ever going to get to the point where people are going to appreciate that much of what we're talking about. The good news is, as we speak, Trump is scaring the bejesus out of the Davos crowd. He said specifically he does not want central bank digital currency he is he is talking. And by the way, they're also trying to say that he looks bad. They're trying to gaslight him. Hey, you don't look too good. Hey, his leg has got a problem. Here's a drop of blood. There's they will stop at nothing. They are petrified. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, but the enemy is my of my friend is my greater friend. And anybody who is the enemy of Trump is my enemy. And our enemy. It's a very simple thing. So, dear friends, I want to thank so were you much. Hi. I don't know what that meant. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for your focus. Thank you for starting a little earlier today. I appreciate this. Please subscribe to the channel. Please always, always, always listen to what I'm saying. Remember, I have a private channel where I go into a little bit greater detail regarding some things that, frankly, we don't want to talk about in public. Because even though this is groovy and even though this is great, you got to be very careful still because there's a lot of stuff that people don't want to hear. And I don't even want to tell you what I think is happening next because, well, 
it's risky. That's all. Remember, don't ever feel too comfortable here. Yeah, we're talking about some great things, and this is fun. Don't ever feel too comfortable. The coast is not clear by any stretch of the imagination. Remember that. Don't ever be lulled into thinking, hey, it's okay to speak your mind. Uh Uh-uh. Not even close. You have a great day, dear friends. Thank you so much. Laurie, thank you. Brett Green, thank you. You guys are groovy, and I mean that. See tonight at 7 p.m. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. And until this, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.